0: Ah, that old social convention that you've returned the greeting. Good morning everybody. Good morning. Fabulous. It's lovely to see you all this morning. Uh, woo, as we, as we gather, uh, together in God's presence. <clears throat> who's freaking out about the chairs right now? Or more to the point, who's freaking out about the space? Well, I'm going to try and explain. I'm going to try and explain uh, a little bit about the way this morning is going to go. We're we're in the middle of our series, Feasting February. I'm going to need a bit more back from you guys, okay? We're 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 we're, we're in the middle of our series, Feasting February. And this morning, we are going to focus together on one of the things that God calls us to feast on in our lives. And before we get into that, just a word about the building. You can see that we're not finished, that we're a work in progress. And in that sense, the building is a metaphor for our lives. Because you'll be glad to know that I'm not finished yet. God hasn't finished fixing me up. And I have to tell you, I'm delighted to know that God hasn't finished with you guys either. That we are all a work in progress. And just like when we expand ourselves and God changes something in us... We we need to learn to adapt and to live in a new way. Just like you would if you were building an extension in your house, you would start putting furniture in different places. Let's try the room like this. Let's have a go at putting the Christmas tree there. What if we put the telly in that corner? What if we put my comfy chair so I can see out the window because I haven't been able to do that before? You would experiment with it. And today is part of our experimenting as to how we can best use uh, the space. So, well, are you okay with an experiment? Yeah. Be- because experiments sometimes fail and they sometimes go wrong. They often produce surprises and we don't always get the desired results. So, in that spirit, we will journey together through this morning. And this morning, we're feasting on worship. We're feasting on worship. Now, I am totally chilled about the kids moving around while I'm talking. There's places where they can also colour and stuff if they want to. The way this morning's going to go is I'm going to talk for about 10 minutes. Then we're going to have an extended time of worship, which I'll explain. Uh, a, a little way into that, the, the primary school and creation will go to their groups. But in the meantime, they're very welcome and they can use what's there if they want to. But we're all really cool with having them here. The good news is there will be no big sermon at the end. You're getting that out of the way at the beginning. I really appreciate the fact that I didn't need to elicit a spontaneous response about the sermon. If you have any idea the effort that goes into those things, I can tell you dot dot dot. So we will spend our time In what we call worship. Now I know the word is inadequate and I know that the whole of life is worship. But I think we understand what we mean despite the limitations of the word. So we're not rushing, we're lingering this morning and we're feasting on worship. And I'd love to say a few things to help frame our time before uh, the worship team come and lead us. The first word is energy energy. We bring ourselves Hands up if you're super excited about this morning, and you are on the mountaintop, and you are just buzzing with the opportunity of coming to worship, and you will totally relate to the psalmist who said, come on, let's go, let's get up the hill to the church that we can worship God uh, together. Let's get up to the mountain of the Lord and worship him. I rejoice with those who said to me, come on, let us go to the house of the Lord. And If that's you this morning, and about a quarter of you raised your hands, then you have to give it all that you've got today, because we need your energy. If you've come in that fired up place, then we need your energy. Now I know some of you are thinking, I don't want to get over emotional. Honestly people, that's not going to be our problem. We are not in danger of becoming over emotional in our church right now. That day may come and we'll have to reign it back. And we'll have to tell one another to get a lot more serious and stuck and stayed. But until that day, let's assume that any development on the emotional, vibrant front is all good. Okay? So until you hear otherwise, we're all good with that energy. We need that energy. However, however, however. Often we talk not about all the energy that I've got when I come to worship, but we talk about the effort that it requires. We talk about the shadow side. And you know verses like uh, this one. Let us continue to offer to God a, a sacrifice of praise because it feels more like an, an effort. I've got, to, I've got to sacrifice something. And ooh, yeah, sure, you have. We have. Love is a sacrifice, isn't it? This week, when we go and live for God, there will be sacrifice in that. But love isn't just a sacrifice in what we do. Love is a sacrifice also in being present. You will love your family by the things that you do for them and by being present physically, emotionally focused and present. You will know the gift that someone gives you when they are present to you. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't mean being in the same room, I mean being fully present. And this part of worship is about us saying to God, we've been busy sacrificing out there for you, but now we want to be present with you. Does that make sense? So this is the moment for us to be present with God, fully present with him, and that's a a sacrifice. It's an effort to be fully present Wouldn't you agree? And that's a, a sacrifice that we choose to make because we love God and we know that He loves us. It should be no hardship, but can I be honest for a moment? Often it's a real effort. Especially if today, and you'll already be feeling anxious because of the way this morning's gone, especially today, if you have no energy, if you're barely getting through, if getting up this morning was a real effort, if coming here really was the last thing that you wanted to do, but there was someone dragged you or there was a sense of ought about it, maybe physically, emotionally, even spiritually, you feel like you've got no energy to bring. Good news. You just have to bring Yourself. Maybe you've got no energy at all. You just have to bring yourself. That's the energy, the effort that's required. Two pictures one uh from the New Testament and one from the Old Testament. You know when Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, I don't want you to play an instrument, I don't want you to, to, to write some great calligraphy or paint something with your hand I just want you to stretch it out. And maybe you feel you've got hardly anything to bring this morning. And Jesus says, I just want you to stretch it out. I just want you to bring what you have. Or maybe you don't even feel like you can enter the stretch. But are you breathing this morning? Just breathe, Jesus, I am here for you. Jesus. Maybe that's all you can do this morning. It's all it's, it's, It takes all your energy just to breathe in and out this morning. And you can say, Jesus, I am here for you. Another uh, picture, the stretched out hand, another picture way back in the Old Testament, when often in our lives, and maybe this is just me and you don't relate to it, but maybe you feel like I've wandered far from God. I've got myself in a pickle and God seems miles away and I know that I'm the one that's moved. you with me? And you think, God seems so far away, I do not know whether I have the energy to make it back. Ever felt like that? Oh, God's all the way. I've come all the way here and I've I've got to somehow claw make all my way back. The Bible says that however far we've gone, that God himself is right there. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, if I've gone to the deepest, darkest place, God is right there. So all you need to do this morning, if you have no energy at all today, is just to turn around. There is no long, hard journey back. God is already present where you have got to. You're a superstar. God is already there. So you might feel you've got nothing to bring. Just breathe in, Jesus, I'm here for you. You can just turn around wherever you are. And do you know what? And I am coming to an end quite quickly. Do you know what? That could be the end of the story. There would be nothing wrong of God simply to say, you need to worship me. And that could be it. There could be no sense of anything at all. But I imagine that you're already beginning to anticipate that as we come, because we know what God is like, something begins to happen. Whatever level of energy we have, that mountaintop or valley as we come, energy can give way to expectation. God will meet us with love and grace. Come near to God and he... He, he what? He might? Will he? Maybe? He... he you sure? He, he, he will. He, he, will. He, he, he will. Thanks, Simone. We're together. If no one else is in the room, we're together. He He will. He, 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 that's a promise. God is not fickle with His promises, is he? He will come near to us, so stretch out your hand, turn around where you are, just breathe in jesus, i 'm here for you, or raise a massive hallelujah because you 're on the mountain, and He will come near to you. We can be expectant of that. And so hear the invitation. Let us approach god 's throne with with what? With, with confidence, with boldness, with expectation this morning because we know that we will find the grace and the mercy that we need. And the final word, encounter, encounter. We will encounter his presence. The old King James Version says it the best, that God inhabits, he dwells in the praises of his people. Uh, and uh, the, the more modern translations talk about God being enthroned. He puts his throne in the in the heart of his his people. We can be absolutely confident that as we worship Him, His presence is a gift to us. And Jesus, uh, at His baptism, when He committed His life to His Father, it says afresh. It says that the Father came down through the Holy Spirit and touched Him. Jesus felt God's presence. And what else happened at the baptism? That's not a rhetorical question. What happened? God spoke. Two things happen as we draw near to God and he draws near to us. We feel his presence and we hear his voice. Where do you need to know, to feel, to receive the touch of Of his presence. And where do you need to hear his voice? It says that while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. In their time of worship, they received a revelation for the next season of their lives. How many of us would love a revelation about some aspect of our lives from God? It's in the place of worship that we hear God speak and we receive that revelation. So here we are then. Energy, expectancy, encounter. Will you bring today what you have? Will you bring today what you have? This is our time. We're going to spend the next half an hour or so in worship, and it's our time. Come to it however you wish. We've created space here, a physical space, and, I'm, and for some of you, leaving your seat and coming to this space is the way of you saying, Jesus, I'm here for you. It's your way of saying, I can't, I can't use this hand. It's all broken and knackered up, but I can stretch it out because that's what Jesus says. It's your way of saying, God, today I'm, I've been turning back, but I'm turning around and I'm facing you. So come use this space that says, Jesus, I'm here for you. Maybe you've wanted to wave a flag. Flags are waved in honour of the King. Today is the day for you to wave that flag. Sometimes you felt like kneeling and our pews have been too narrow to kneel. We didn't, we didn't get the Anglican depth right in our pews, did we? No, no room to kneel in our pews without being stuck there for the rest of eternity. But, but now there's plenty of space to kneel or to sit or to lie in his presence Maybe you want to express yourself in a different way. You can write something. There are pens and paper. You can draw something. Angela's going to be uh, drawing. And she invites you. If you have a picture, go join Angela and talk with her about what you're seeing as she creates something with us and for us. As we feast together on worship and find ourselves at the banqueting table of the King of Kings. Can you you hear the invitation in these words? Let him lead me to the banqueting hall and let his banner over me be loved. Jesus invites us to be led by him into his presence. This is our time. You can, of course, stay where you are seated or move around a bit. Use the space however you want to. Uh, but let's, let's create that sense that we're in it together. So let's make sure we're using this space as well. Otherwise, they'll feel lost and alone. And what they need is our encouragement because what we need is their encouragement. You with me? So let's do this together. I'm going to pray about 10 minutes in. There'll be an opportunity for the primary age children to go uh, to their groups. They'll be thinking and looking uh, at worship as well, Father, thank you for your presence that is always with us, even if today we find ourselves in the depths. Thank you for the invitation of your word to come, draw near, and you will draw near to us. Thank you that worship is an invitation from your heart for us to touch your heart. Help me, help us to be fully present in this moment, to know your touch and to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen.